This is for the nerds, this is for the brainiacs, this is what we deserve. Go ahead and play it back, you ain't gonna touch me, you're not gonna do nothing, you are not above me, I bet you wish you was me, I know it, I know. What is poppin' everybody? And welcome back to another special episode of the Only Friends Podcast. Well, you know. It's me and my only friends, which includes my sidekick, Matthew Berkey. Give it up for Matthew Berkey, everybody. Golf clap, golf clap. Wait, I don't know if this is too late, but can you turn the sound in these headphones down? Because I'm pretty sure I went deaf listening to Conrad say what's popping. <laughs> it wasn't even loud. I was, was not loud today. Wow. No, these headphones are... He, he these, are, these headphones are much like louder than, than those. Brian he, must have really bad ears. <laughs> <laughs> He's not here today, so we get the shit on him again. But yeah. Yeah, deaf Brian. Uh, <laughs> deaf tortoise. He, he does not have ears like a hawk. No, he's That's, got ears like a... Like tortoise. a tortoise. Mm. Yeah. They don't have ears. Why are you in that chair today, Landon? Uh, Chauncey vomited near my section. I cleaned it, but we, we made it here today. Did you clean it, though? I did. I, I loosely... <laughs> clean is a loose term. Yeah. I can confirm he did. <laughs> Chauncey doesn't think so. Yeah, he was like that. Nah. He says that shit is not clean, man. I kind of like the shot, but anyways, Brian might have to move to that chair. Ah, oh, you get the better I, mic. I don't, know, I don't know why you think that you get the choice over Sir Tortoise. That's true. He is 167 of, years old. You must be out of your mind. No, I just think it's probably better with these shorts, you know, because when I look at them on the camera, they don't look. See, look at this. Actually, you're, you might be right. I am right. We might have a permanent swap here. Yeah, I like perma swap. Uh, you also have reasonably length shorts on today. The secret is I don't. Mm. I just pulled them down a bit. Mm, I see. <laughs> Works out. Well, we appreciate it yeah. here at the Only Friends Podcast. and A professional our, organization. Right. Our, our viewers in the audience also appreciate a little less man thigh from Landon Tice. I'm not sure about that, though. It depends. Who, have you really pulled the audience? <laughs> you know what? Let's go ahead and do so, Landon. <laughs> why, don't, why don't we do exactly that? Let's start a poll. Oh, man. Should Landon get longer shorts? <laughs> I don't like your side, Landon. Listen. Uh, sorry, Landon. All I, right, I just think that they want to see me fail, and I'm not going to fail. Landon, you have your boxers fucking showing, and your shorts don't. But they what don't. do you mean? They're, hey. Not right now. They, oh, they're compressing they're shorts. They're compressing oh, shorts. What the fuck does that mean? They're meant to be long. Not longer than your shorts. I kind of don't mind it. It's a look. I like it. It's a look. It works for me. It's a choice. It is a choice. I agree. Uh, whenever you finally become the kickboxer that you are meant to become. You have some long ass legs. Then and only then, when those legs are a pure weapon, do I think that, you know, we can start showing them off. Yes, yeah, so I'm building towards that. You're you like, uh, who's the guy in, in Street Fighter that his legs like extended? It's oh, super long. Dalsam. Dalsam, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're like him. I love Street Fighter. You have to get a little bit more Buddha, though. You know, we're going to have to shave the head. I'm traumatized by Dalsam. I used to get called Dalsam in junior high because I was so tall and skinny. Call what? Dalsam. Are you even tall? Well, he was then. I was very skinny, so the appearance of me right. being tall was, you know. I get that. It was heightened. Yeah, people think I'm taller than I am because I have good posture. People think I'm shorter than I am. <laughs> people think I'm taller. Uh, the amount of the amount of you're a lot taller than I thought you would be is a lot. That's weird because you Constantly. strike me as tall. I think it's because like I, I try to slouch a bit in the chair, so like camera wise, mm. like people I'm sure on think that you're taller than me. Without, that's that's crazy, but sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean I don't I don't see how, but yeah, 
people tell me like, oh, like you're much taller than I thought you were. I'm like, yeah, I get that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Well, you know, when you're really fucking tall, it's hard to imagine how tall that actually is. Yeah. You know, 6'5 is a... God, you're a waste of fucking talent. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm getting there, man. I was a former waste of talent. Waste of everything. Your fucking HRV is... 177. That, that's literally 4X mine. Yeah. 5X almost. HRV? Heart rate variability. Uh, I was of the impression that like nobody on earth was over 50 and then I saw Landon's and it's like 180. Yeah. Wait, what's HRV? Heart rate variability. Heart so rate might be negative 10. <laughs> it's basically the, the, um, the variation between your, your heartbeat. So like if you have like uh, a heart rate of 59 beats per, per minute, uh -huh. um, they don't just consistently go like one beat per second. It's like, you know, you might have like four beats in a second, then one beat. You know what I mean? Okay. So that sounds like arrhythmia from here. Yeah. I mean, we're not doctors, but uh, <laughs> arrhythmia, I think, is an erratic. Irregular. Or well, regular I mean, that sounds beat. pretty yeah. fucking irregular if you have four beats in one second. And well, the next you I'm know. sure it's well, not as bad as he's making it seem. But No, there's just no such thing as like there. I don't know what what equates to being an irregular heartbeat. Like I don't know what they measure that against as being regular, but the variation between your beats is why an EKG looks like what an EKG looks like. We'll have to get Spraggy in here. Yeah. So Spr Spraggy would know. Spraggy's uh No, he has gotten a regular heartbeat. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, he and I have had these conversations. Did you turn my chicken off? Yes. Are you sure? No. Because it smells like it's burning. Yes. So it's off. Yes. Or it's burning. Yes. <laughs> He's not helping. You're not helping. <laughs> it's off. Okay. You're not easing my mind at all here. All right, we got a big show today. Uh, the top story is that Ali, I'm a steal your bitch. No, came, came he's still anybody's bitch. He's I'm a steal your chips. I'm a steal your chips. Yeah. He came out and acknowledged that he was a cheater. Um, but that he didn't cheat that bad and, you know, we should all forgive him for it. Oh, it's not that bad. You know, I'm kind of on his side. Put out a little video. It's all right. I, I look, I watched the 30 minutes. I believe him. <laughs> I, I rescind everything. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm team Ali. Who would have thought that the people that said, oh, this guy's not cheating after then hearing this video of, um, no, I did cheat. Well, maybe there was a leg to stand on here. No, no. I think that uh, you're overlooking the other 27 minutes of the video where the cheating wasn't that bad. Yeah. And most everything that he was accused of is not true. Yeah, a lot of half-truths in there. A lot of half-truths. Uh, we'll get to that, though, um, a little bit later in the show. We got some news and notes from the weekend to, to speak about from WSOP. But before all that, I want to give a shout-out to our sponsor this month, WPT Global. Right now, they're doing a promotion called King of Cash, where you can win $25,000 and a free roll entry into WPT Global's latest promotion. Uh, starting on June 18th and ongoing until further notice, for every 100 cash games hand played, you can receive a raffle ticket for over 25 k in weekly cash and prizes. Every player who earns, earns two tickets in a week also gets access to the King of Cash weekly free roll. There's never been a better time to grind cash on WPT Global. Use promo code Berkey when you sign up, and you'll get up to twelve hundred dollar deposit bonus. So it's a hundred percent deposit bonus, up to twelve hundred dollars. You guys can sign up by clicking the link in the description below, or hit hashtag WPT Global in the chat in order to uh, go sign up. Take advantage of all of the free 
money that WPD Global is giving away today. There is a lot of free money there. A lot Lots of free, free money. money. I, I want to give a, a big shout out to somebody. Tom oh, Wheaton's no. playing 510. How much more free can it get? Go ahead. That is true. Fucking free money. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, Ryan Ezekiel. He won the 400 uh, deep stack last night online. Okay. And you know the only reason why he won it, right? Nope. Because he couldn't chop it. He couldn't put himself in a bad chop situation. I don't understand. Ryan was the one who was like third in chips. And the Borgata mystery. Oh, the mystery. <laughs> and chopped the bird mm. <laughs> where the ninth place plucked the biggest bounty. Right, right. Yeah. So, but shout out to him, you know. Man, Congrats, that, man. Thinking back on that scenario after finally having played a mystery bounty myself, it's wild how difficult it had to have been to come up to a reasonable chop there and how much they screwed the pooch. Oh, so they, well, they didn't come to any reasonable chop and they screwed well, the, on the pooch prize times pool, 100. On the prize pool side, they did. On yeah, the yeah. bounty side, they definitely fucked it up. But, I mean, it sounds like it was very convoluted in the sense that the uh, casino was unwilling to facilitate chopping the bounty prize pool. Okay, I didn't know about like that part. Yeah, so I think that each bounty had to be awarded yeah, okay. uh, appropriately, and to leave that to variance at that point nah. is just like everybody, that good. Everybody get in the ring and put your gloves on. We fighting. It just <laughs> they yeah. should have just yeah they should they should have like uh, either either getting more bounty pools was a byproduct of the the ICM chop. So like whoever got first gets like you know three bounties. Whoever gets ninth gets like none. Something like that, or um, you know done some sort of like flipping. To, to well, there were some pretty expensive bounties left, right? Yeah, that's, that's what I yeah. mean. Like, the so, ICM was wild. Well, well, the thing is, there, if they do like ICM for chips plus value of those without including the whatever math they want to use for the bounty, makes it much more favorable for the people that are still in the, the other thing that they yeah. could do, the other thing they could have done, actually, thinking back on it, is um, chop it ICM, including the bounty prize pool. And then uh, just have to trust eight other people. Right. That's like, then you go pluck the bounties and you just give the appropriate one to whoever, uh, you know, whoever makes it whole. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. Then there's yeah. a lot of trust factor in there. <laughs> we were talking about the Pretty time cool. where you had to trust one person. Yeah. And you got to trust eight motherfuckers. No, that's, that, <laughs> that, that part's very true. In <laughs> Northeast of America? No, nah, I'm okay. good. Okay. <laughs> Let's chill out on the Northeast. That's kind of, that's home. Baby. You're not from the Northeast, so don't worry about it. Literally from the Northeast. <laughs> Sounds like a Midwesterner to me. Thank you. Finally, Landon, we agree on something. Jesus Christ, it only took us 305 episodes. You are so dumb. Are you, dumb. are you dumb? Are you dumb? <laughs> are you d You're the same guy who will say, I'm Midwest and that Philadelphia is East Coast. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. No. <laughs> you didn't see the Dixie line? Mason-Dixon line is south and north. No, it isn't. And we are above the Mason-Dixon no, line. No, it isn't. Go on. No. It's what divides the East Coast and the Midwest. And it's right, like, that is not slightly the, off Pittsburgh. That is not the Mason-Dixon line. It's the Conrad-Dixon line. <laughs> You're a fucking it's, dick. <laughs> yeah, it's the, it, it's the Conrad's a dick line. <laughs> Christ. Uh, We're making up geography here other, as we go. Geography is the only friend. Geography with Conrad. <laughs> Need a section for that. Man. It's like, I, I keep forgetting that you dropped out of like junior high. Uh, ninth grade? <laughs> yeah, and you, I didn't even go then? Didn't get to that point. Huh? <laughs> uh, other, other notables from the weekend. My man, AP Luis Garza, with all the fucking swag, ships the 10K PLO. Proposes to his girlfriend on stage 
and manages to wear a Canadian tuxedo with no shirt underneath. I yeah. gotta tell you, I, I that's mean, the trifecta. The the tweet of the that came out of this was, I've never seen somebody win a bracelet and lose half the money immediately. <laughs> <laughs> wow, strong man. I, I was there for that. Uh, Arthur Morris was like friends of friends. Um, and uh, when he when Lewis won the bracelet, there was like this whole pandemonium going on because like his family and friends were there. And normally, like Natalie, like presents the bracelet to the winner. Uh, Garza's bro just took it and just like gave it to him. <laughs> there was like this five minute thing of just like I need to do my job. Yeah, yeah. man, it was it was fun to watch though. Like they were, it's cool to see people be happy. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's well, not even just happy, but like I, I think it's nice when it's a spectacle to win the event. Like obviously, he had this in mind of you know, if I win, I'm gonna propose. Maybe he didn't. It would be imagine. Uh, imagine. Um, I, I think like <laughs> I, I think part of it that's kind of interesting too. Uh, somebody I can't remember who it was. Somebody tweeted like. Nah, man, this isn't how you go about proposing. You got to do it when you're at your all-time low. <laughs> not, not, not at peak high. Yeah, you, you don't know? get to keep the peak going. Yeah, but no, I, I think this is, like, super cool. Uh, it's, a, it's a great moment for televised poker, too. So, like, to have it captured on PokerGo, I think, is really great. This is one of those stories where it's, like, it has mainstream potential. Their, their rare was pretty sick, too. Yeah. It, it, was, it was actually, like, fun. I'm sure I wasn't there for prior, but it got kind of loud mid-hand or whatever, like, people kind of chirping from the sidelines, which yeah. is not as great. But heads up, you know, who cares? Right. Like, heads up is the time you get to kind of be and do whatever you want, like, winter pot, like, start, like, screeching. Um, but, yeah, I mean, from what I saw, it actually looked like a fun... It was, they look like they had fun versus yeah, yeah. just like the very silent, like stoic for the bigger spots and the, the Germans, the golf claps and the, you can say it, the Germans, it's not just fun. the Germans, you know, it's just like, <laughs> they set the precedent. They like did all the winning German adjacent. <laughs> yeah. They, they did all the winning and now they do, uh, all of the, all of the golf clapping. Yeah. I guess Espen counts as German adjacent. You know, he's out here talking about smoothies and saunas winning the main event. <laughs> he's a he's my spirit animal yeah uh but yeah like this seems like it could have mainstream appeal to the major news outlets uh but it will never catch the same traction as like a guy putting his fingernails in the fucking cards uh yeah fingernail card bro uh live stream cheating bro live stream cheating potential sis um yeah. people love cheating scandals yeah we we need we need robo to like come out of the dark for a day and just be like AP Garza, <laughs> he was playing. I would have never played this event. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we get the the court cases. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Legal big shout out to baby. him. Congratulations, uh, doing it with with oh, a lot oh. of style. That's yeah, so. I mean, he had a sick aesthetic for sure. Yeah, the man's design also. He's been crushing. Yeah, he, he won the Florida fucking Maine. He's won like he's won a bunch of shit. Yeah, he's absolutely crushing. This kid's on a heat. He's from Texas. Yeah, he's from uh, Austin. Okay, not Austin. Sorry, um, San Antonio. Okay, okay. Yeah, he's one of uh, Seti's peeps. All right, let's go. Seti's peeps. Seti's peeps. Now on to uh, one of the <laughs> one of the the more interesting developments from that came out of the Millionaire Maker uh, <laughs> that I find to be fascinating. So, bet on Drew found himself in a bit of a weird conundrum. Uh, which I think for the rest of us, it's not that much of a conundrum. <laughs> but here we are. Um, 
he made day two of the Millie Maker with what seemed to be like a decent stack, somewhere in the neighborhood of like 50 to 80 blinds. I mean, it looks like more than that. Yeah, it looks it like looks, he has 80 to 100. I think no. he had 80 blinds. It looks like 100. 150, 160, 175. He had like 180. It's like 180 here, 185. 180 coming back to big blind 2.5k. This yeah. is a lot. Yeah, it's just piles. <laughs> yeah, so I'm looking at the second thread that he started, uh, and he said that yeah, he had 80 bigs in the um, in the Millie Maker and 25 bigs in the $500 Mystery Bounty uh, at MGM, and he was basically saying like, I'm gonna play them both. Restart of the Millie Maker is at 10. Restart of the MGM is at 12. And they are less than a mile apart. How are you going to play both, buddy? Right. Well, so here's the thing. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter that they're less than a mile. They are very far apart travel time-wise. Because if you walk it, 8.8 miles is going to take you, you know, a solid 15, 20 minutes. Yes. If you drive it, it might take you longer. 25, <laughs> 35 minutes. <Yeah. laughs> it, it legit might take you longer. Yeah, traffic is brutal. Um, it was on a Sunday, too. Make, it, make things even worse. Why is that worse? Sunday Tra seems better than Monday. Nah. Saturday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday is the worst. Mm. I would debate that, but that's not the point. Sure. Um, so, obviously, like, he's going to lose a lot of time through travel alone. Like, you know, uh, quarter levels, maybe. And then the other thing was he was basically saying like the Millie Maker has hour levels. The uh, the Mystery Bounty I think had forty minute levels, um, and he was just going to gamble for the big bounties, which were twenty five k and ten k. Uh, the final thing that is worth noting is he had eighty six point three seven percent of himself in the in the Millie Maker. How do you have this number for one? I don't know, but he was selling on poker shares, whatever. Yeah, somebody must have bought like small small shares. Um, and then he had 20% of himself in the $500 mystery bounty. So it's like, it's a weird, that's a weird thing because... Investors want him to play the mystery bounty more. Right. Well, he's obviously, yeah, he's obviously getting free rolled. Right, but the, thi the thing about, uh, the thing about the mystery bounty is like, it's only $500. Your stack is probably only worth like, I don't 1300. know, 1300 1400 yeah. maybe. Yeah. Just, you can just pay back. How is it even possible to have 86 in... The 1500 and then 20 in a 500. Well, the thing is, I think so. Here's the thing this is what from my guesstimate that oh, no. shut up. Um, <laughs> basically, that they're doing this Triton thing, um, or whatever the um, like the bankroll challenge, yes, thing. something like that. So they get free rolled into all like a certain list of events, sure. So that's why he would have 20% of this. This is my I'm just guessing that means you have 20% of this. So he was just trying to, you know, I don't know get some points i guess or something like that i see well, what he was trying to do was just like go really hard uh day two of this mystery bounty and try to spin up piles and get the bounties and then dip yeah he said i decided to play uh the millie for two hours and then on break run to mgm and go all in as often as i could to try to get the 25 and 10k bounties <laughs> if i hit either of them quickly i was just going to leave and head back to the millie maker i had zero intentions of being at mgm long yeah i like i like drew yeah, I like Joe a lot. I'm not faulting him. But I'm about to say something. Okay, go on. This is one of the stupidest things I've ever seen in my life. Monetarily speaking, this is pretty pretty silly. No, this is like one of the... Like, Pat's put out a tweet saying his stack was worth like, what, 40 to 50K? At the no, 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 not that much, but it's, not uh, that much it's certainly sure. probably worth somewhere in the neighborhood of 10K. And right. I think Pat's bigger point was if you can spin that 80 yeah, yeah. into like, you know, 2X average for 
now being in the money because mm-hmm. they were they were nearing the bubble yeah, i we, think we were right out of the money yeah so it's like if you can now spin that going into the into the bubble into the money it's worth a lot it's yeah. worth a lot and you have a good good chip stack to do that on the bubble right right i mean that's that's like the big thing is that like you just don't want to be sitting out hands you don't want to be giving away blinds in spots where you can actually ladder in a in a very positive direction yeah. where first place is 1.2 you always just pick up chips when you have like a decent stack of this like if at, on the bubble at this point like oh. all right you get fucked. I, I guess we're gonna bring it up i don't yeah. know if, how long you want to talk about it for but here we are yeah uh payout structure for the millionaire maker down horrendous yeah that's next <laughs> uh, we, we can talk about that next yeah. um so to put a bow on this basically he said uh, he doesn't care about being right here. He just wants to make it right. If you're an investor in this package and feel any sort of way, please feel free to reach out. Uh, you're still welcome to a full refund on the package. I'm just going to give up 20% I owed. Uh, so he cashed for like 2200 which means he got like 400 bucks out of it. Uh, and I guess he's just going to like give that away. Um, so like, I genuinely believe that, you know, he he feels like he should have done something different in in hindsight. How do you even do anything like not necessarily wrong, right? But yeah. do, how would people feel a certain way about it? Well, that's he cashed both events, so he made people money in both. It's just about not the greatest. Look. Yeah, Efro brings up a really great point, and he tends he tends to do that every fucking time. Thank you, Efro. <laughs> Anytime you want to come on the show, actually, we have a seat open for you. Ifra. It's it's a it's a really great point, and um. Not one that I personally care to police, but one that I could see starting to get scrutinized a little bit further. He said, honest question, do you think that players who are willing to do stuff like this should even be eligible for selling shares to investors on websites in the future? I think the simple answer is they should not, in general, garner much, if any, markup because it's a clear misunderstanding of EV. Well, I think that it's it's free market so like people are gonna buy what they want to buy and that basically the, the free market debate falls short when it comes to selling in the sense that uh yes that's true and people will do whatever they want but it's also true that the uh market itself should be educating buyers absolutely but at the same time i don't think that i think that it would be policed by people that understand the situation like the people that are buying the action on poker shares or whatever, they see this. They understand what happened. Well, what Efro is basically saying is, should the people who understand better be in contact with like poker shares and um, I can't remember what the Pocket Fives turned into. Poker, poker stake. staking. Poker stake.com. Yeah. So <clears throat> basically, should they have somebody on staff doing due diligence uh, and you know, qualifying or disqualifying somebody as being able to sell? Okay. I mean, I guess they kind of already do that, right? No. That's what I mean. It, it truly is a free market right now. Anybody can sell. I mean, you have to... When you go to the website, I mean, when you reach out to them, you're yeah. reaching out to an owner of the site for both of them. So, like... You can't just post a package? I don't think so. I think you have to reach out. Like, okay. I, I, I'm, I don't think it's, like, that easy that you can just post your own thing. Like, okay, I, that's fair. So, um, anyways. Yeah, I, I think that... I, I think that that it, it basically comes down to a question of like how diligent should the community be in um, in educating buyers. Yeah. And I think that where we do a bad job is we say don't buy instead of saying like this is an overpriced buy or an uneducated buy because of X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Ifro says my main point falls in the free market debate. 
people aren't going to know about that and putting them in situations like this seems really bad for people wanting to invest in right like a great great example is sean d uh he's he very rarely sells but he does a little bit to help ra and poker stake out yeah and when he knows that he's going to be multi-tabling he either reduces or eliminates markup okay so that's a clear understanding of how much how much inherent value he's giving up or how much edge he's giving up by choosing to play two or three events at a time right and for what it's worth, Drew's clearly trying to do the right thing here. Like, oh, yeah. In in retrospect, he's trying to make this correct. So this is no criticism of of uh, his post decision decisions. Uh, it's more of just like kind of demonstrating that as a whole, we've really gotten drunk with the markup stuff, especially around the series where we think literally anybody with a pulse is winning in these fields. And it's very difficult to be a winner in MTTs in general. Yeah, for one. But specifically, if you don't understand the value of an 80 big blind stack in an event like the Millionaire Maker, <laughs> whenever you have a down bad 500 where first place is like 15K. Yeah, uh, that's nice. I, I do want to say something. I know a lot of people reached out to Drew. I know a lot of people are close to him and like he definitely definitely spoke about this before he did this well he basically said that once he decided the strategy uh <laughs> he just got off social so like he never saw pads his tweet and, and stuff like that and i think that that's probably true yeah but i mean like these people there's people in his text messages maybe like, there's no way that this was like oh you you listened to everything that your smarter friends than you say do i yeah come on man you're so stupid <laughs> i listen to fucking chauncey and guapo okay okay that's fair. <laughs> Thanks, Connie. Chauncey just says, find the next one. GG, on to next. Conrad doesn't even know what fucking events are going on today. And, like, somehow he's going to play the, oh, well, you know, he has smarter people telling him what to do. Chauncey's the Oracle. Look at him. He is the Oracle. He's such a good. We can't get rid of him. Chauncey can't go. Sorry, Marley. It's over. He's not good. How much you want for him? Honestly. It's, it costs her $3,000 to get him to the UK. Oh, fuck that. You're not taking him. She rich. You can't <laughs> take him. Sorry. He's worth more. Yeah. <laughs> He's worth more. It, it does. Look it, at him. It does kind of fear me. It's like in the sense of thinking that the decision is probably best to play two hours and then leave. Wait, what? Like Drew saying he wanted to play the Millionaire Maker for two hours and then go to MGM and be all in as fast as possible seems down bad uh yeah but i mean it's it's a you know it's born out of gambling and i don't think that the idea of gambling is ever really a bad thing it's just bad whenever you have investors i just think you just want to gamble on your dime the the, the whole reason we're having a conversation here is because a we know that he's punting money by doing so and b there are other people who are invested that he's punting in behalf of if he had all of himself then we would just be like this guy's just punting by wanting to go to the mgm in this spot Right. Well, that's where I'm taking that is in the yeah, sense of I get it. making decisions, even if it wasn't like the idea of selling anyways, you want to do what's best for everybody. And what's best for everybody in this case is clearly not playing this 500. Yeah. Um, anyways, here we are. While we are talking about the Millie Maker, let's let's talk a little bit about this, uh, this prize pool. So Guapa, I just sent you the actual prize pool. Yeah, not great. Uh, it's not it's not the worst. Relax, the worst buddy. Pool. Well, there's just a it's just the third to second place discrepancy is really bad. Dude, it's brutal. Okay. What I find to be hilarious of this <laughs> is that somebody ran it through ChatGPT and said, ChatGPT, make me a payout structure for the Millie Maker. And I have to tell you, 
I'm pretty fucking impressed. <laughs> Chad GPT did a pretty great job outside of making it super top heavy. I mean, let's like how it starts with certainly based on the prize pool. Okay. Buy in. Here's potential payout structure. So, so let's look at it. So basically, it pays out uh, same as same as the other one. Oh no, no, no. No, it kind of sucks at the bottom. It gives buy in returned. Who cares? You're paying 15% of the field. Well, I mean, come on. So it pays the same Nobody amount of places. Buy in return. That's for sure. Everybody says that, but like it happens all the time. It happens in PKOs. It, it, it and happens bounties. in PKOs and mystery bounties. It also happens in like the main event. Well, the main event, I guess you get one and a half extra. You get one and a half. That's yeah. all. I'm, one and a half. Fine, right? Obviously, not, we're not fucking nitpicking ChatGPT, but you get the point. I mean, at some point, I think we need to get away from this whole. We're going to give the recreationals a bad experience if they just get their money back for min caching when we pay fucking fifteen percent of the field. I mean, money back. It, it just feels. Okay, fine. It feels bad. Fine, fix it then, because we have an extra million up top to disperse. This is what I'm. Yes, of course. So it's yes. fine. It is fine. The, the only thing I would change in this payout structure is I would make first place like one point five, one point six. Wait, you mean to tell me that you wouldn't just make second place? A million flat, you would add the twenty-two dollars on there. Wow, it's like a million twenty-two and thirteen cents. <laughs> what do you look at? What oh, are you I'm talking, sorry, I'm talking, talking about, I'm talking about the, the regular one. Okay, that, look, at, look at it's it's fine, right? This is a fine. The, the ChatGPT payout structure is like fine. The only thing I disagree with is the discrepancy between first and second. Sure. Uh, what else is bad about it? I mean, first and second is obviously a ton. Uh, the difference between fourth and third is obviously like a fucking lot. Right. 250? Yeah. 250, then 350. I mean, these, this is proper escalation. 150. Well, look at 7th, look at 7th, 6th, 5th, right? 7th is 3 to 4, and then 5th is 4 to 5. Wait, what, what are we talking about? 9th and 8th is a 50 pay gap. Yes. 8th eighth eighth and 7th, 50 pay gap. Correct. 7th is 100. 6th and 5th is 100. 5th and 4th is 150. 4th and 3rd is 250. 3rd and 2nd is 350. And now there's a big discrepancy at first. I think there should be more of like a laddering effect at FT. Where 9th and 8th is 50-50. I don't like that. It should be like 50, 75, 100, 150, 175. Stuff like that. Because like the difference between 7th and 6th and 6th and 5th being 100k only is kind of dramatic. Mm, why? Well, there should be a laddering system that increases the pay jump and that's not static. Because 7th and 6th is 100k. 6th and 5th is 100k. It should be like 100 and then 150 why so there's more inherent value in getting a top a higher place well there's still a hundred thousand we're talking like what 800 buy-ins not the point you well, can take it from first. The point. first 2.25 is a fucking ton yeah i agree first should be redistributed but i don't think it should be redistributed amongst the final Look, table if i were to pick a payout structure i would pick the chat gpt one it's not even close because what's what what i find to be more important is 11 through 20th so 11 through 20th in this one is getting 100k 11 through 20th in the current payout structure it's also getting well 11th is getting 100k 12th and 13th 85 14th through 17th 68,000. that's such a big discrepancy honestly we don't need these big ladders in the final two tables that's what i was gonna say i do not mind that i think they're i think some of these do certain things right less so others but it's a start. It, well, like, I like how flat it is in the, t in the final 100. So 100th place is 35K, 20th place is 100K. That's a pretty big jump. 
or I guess 11th place is 100k, right? So that's a pretty big jump from going from 100th to, to 10th or 11th, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. 100th place in the current payout structure is $10,000. That's down bad, bro. It is. It is very bad because honestly, when you have this like pretty deep run, I was having a conversation with friends saying a amazing run in a tournament like this is literally getting 100th. Yeah. If you get 100th in a 11,000 person field, that's a fucking wonderful run. And you yeah. get 10 buy-ins. Right. You get nine buy-ins. Right. Scam. 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 And it's like, yeah, I mean, you know, we can basically pull like a half a million off of first place and distribute it amongst these lower places if we so deem to do so. I think that there should be uh, less of that like discrepancy. Bro, you, you get in the chat GPT one, you almost get the same payout for 500th place as you get for 110th place in the current payout. Correct. That's insane. Yeah, it is. I think that there's something to be done with the way that they chat the chat GPT model did it from having these bracketed systems of percentage of finish. Yeah. Right. Agreed. Sure, you can fucking make it a little bit better with the one and a half X min cash, take a little bit off from first and all that stuff. But the difference of like a one hundredth getting nine buy ins and eleventh getting uh a hundred K in yeah. the WSOP structure, really kind of brutal. Yeah, I, I just don't think we need all of this laddering that takes place from 10 tables down to two tables that's what chat gpt didn't have correct which i liked i agree i think these things can be a little bit more can refined in that regard agreed like 100th place and 50th place should are kind of close maybe a little bit more for 50th. yeah fields are so massive now like the notion that we should just overly reward people who both final table and or ultimately win is just like pretty crazy, you know. Uh, you you want to keep you want to keep people coming back, and you want a deep run to s signify wealth or like some influx of bankroll. And deep run doesn't just mean FT. Correct. Like getting when you're talking about a fifteen thousand person fielder, I guess this one was like twelve thousand, ten thousand, yeah, like something, like ten thousand, yeah. Whatever. Uh, finishing like 80th is a fucking finishing, chore, man. Finishing 80th is a deep run. Finishing 20th is an amazing run. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But these, the structure we have from the WSOP, it's not just WSOP, right? It's other. No, oh, it's everyone. Shoes. But I mean, um, WSOP runs the biggest events. Sure. Um, player wise. In that way, it kind of fucks up someone that gets 25th and they get kind of nothing. Where in the chat GPT model, that's like, oh no, 25th is a really good finish. Here's a lot of money for that. 55K versus 75K. I mean, it's a big difference. It's a big difference in 1500. Yeah. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. Massive. Because like how, how often in an 11,000 person field are you going to get this place? Right. And you can also just like extrapolate that out to the main event too. Yeah, I would think. Right. Th the main event, 55th place, probably pays somewhere in the neighborhood of like 90-ish. The WSOP just like won't change the payout structures, right? They just don't care? No, I think they will. I, th I think Jack is pretty receptive to, to feedback. It just takes like a collective voice from the community to kind of say, this is what we want. We don't need to double our money when we min cash. Man. We don't need, uh, you know, a big discrepancy between first, second, and third place. Man, I, just, I get the marketing angle of having two people win a million dollars, but the jump of 650 to a million and then a million to 1.2 is a, a scam. Well, it just, it's a clear indication that you forced second place to be a million dollars. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> and, no. and, you know, once, once that happens... Uh, you kind of, God damn it, Chauncey, claws, bro. Yeah, uh, you kind of, yeah, you kind of lose the mark at that point. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not great when <laughs> the jump between third and second and second and first is uh in favor of the 
third to second place right finisher well it also just heavily incentivizes chops and now again they don't we facilitate run, that. right we run into that <laughs> issue yeah man imagine just being on the bubble like one of three uh and just just like having that spot just piling on people every time it's like okay you want to risk you want to run it for three hundred fifty thousand dollars okay uh lee <laughs> jones nice to be rich shout out to lee jones hockey stick payoff curves are absurd bad for the economy just plain bad They've also been going for on for about 40 years, and the managers haven't changed them yet. Give up the fight, in my opinion. No, we will not give up the fight. <laughs> we are loud. <laughs> We're here. Um, all right. We got we we to gotta give some condolences. I want to give a huge condolence to Ali and his family. I know mm. times are tough right now. Uh, serious, seriously, seriously serious. Thomas Keating. Keeling. Keeling. Uh, put out a, a, a nice uh, memorial for his his family. I think I it's really want to watching. move past this. This has been incredibly <laughs> tough on my family, and I just don't want them to ever have to think about it again. They didn't deserve it. They didn't deserve me multi-accounting, and I could see the toll like that this was putting on my family. This is my punishment for what I did, and I deserve it. I was trying to run away from it all. I really want to move past this. Poor this Barbie. This has been incredibly tough on my Poor family. Poor Barbie. I mean, it's been incredibly I tough. Don't want to it, it's it's really heartbreaking. They didn't deserve it. Were we running it back? Multi-accounting. Yeah. And I yeah. can see this. <laughs> I was in the moment. <laughs> Guapo was in his feels. I mean, you got to feel for Barbie in this situation, you know? It's like dad kind of didn't do you proud. And now all the scrutiny's coming down. Dude, you're dead in the poker community. <laughs> like, that's know. true barbie You're fucking day <laughs> barbie i'm sorry you got no shot len is gonna kick you out of any casino that you find yourself in uh it's it's an unfortunate situation for you kid yeah papa papa fucked you a moment of silence for barbie yeah real real uh r.i.p barbie real somber moment for barbie <laughs> man that birthday party though huh it looked lit yeah it seems like that's some money there baby yeah, that multi-accounted money runs deep it looked lit man yeah. i gotta tell you that that's that's a better birthday than i've ever thrown for my puppos you know how much those balloons cost no the fuck <laughs> imagine doing a theme party for your pup so rich. That isn't like, you know, tennis ball themed. <laughs> so I have a hundred tennis balls in the I backyard. I mean, what, would you, what did you do for Gatsby's party? We used to get him a hundred tennis balls every year. Yeah. We'd just dump them out. <laughs> go fuck it. He, would, he would go over and like grab every single one. Like he'd put his nose in it and pick it up and put it down. Pick it up and put it down. Go through all hundred of yeah, them. Yeah, that's how you signify dominance. Yeah, they were his. He's yeah. the best. They were his forever. Um, all right, let's, let's unpack a little bit of this video. There's a lot. Mamma mia. A lot going on here, man. <laughs> Um, I don't even necessarily remember the order, so <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even know where to start. I'm gonna lean. I'm gonna lean a little bit on Guapa, but I know he came right out of the gate hot. So it was a 28 minute video. First 30 seconds, he just drops the uh, I multi accounted, and right, I think that right was what everybody was waiting to hear. When COVID hit, there was insane high stakes action online. We were all playing like a ridiculous amount of buy-ins every day, and I ended up making a mistake, a really bad mistake. And uh, began multi-accounting MTT at that time. I did this for about four to five months before I stopped. And I had originally started doing this because I knew there were there was a lot of shady, shady shit happening in those games. Um, I knew there were people card sharing and multiing and working as teams, um, things like that. Uh, so originally, I was just trying to fight against that so I could keep playing in those kind of games. It doesn't excuse what I did. 
Um, there were plenty of guys in those pools that were playing good, honest poker. And they didn't deserve it. They didn't deserve me multi-accounting. I'm especially sorry to those people, the David Peters, Ike Haxton, Nick Petrangelo's of the world. Like, I'm 100% sure they're, they were playing about as legit as possible. You want to take it? You go first. So, so, sorry to sorry to Nikki P, Ike, and D Peters. <laughs> sorry to my bros. Uh, you guys could be way richer right now, and <laughs> it's it's very unfortunate this man stole directly from you. I, I'm saying this in jest, but like it's actually very truthful, right? So let's let's unpack this a little bit because uh, walk me through it before we get into the deflection aspect of it. We we need to speak about like how fucked this actually is and how much he's downplaying it. So uh, when COVID hit, GG was in full stride. Right before COVID, uh, like late 2019. Yeah, early 2020. It was, it was, yeah, it was late 2019, early 2020. Uh, these 25K, basically uh, multi-table sit-and-goes were popping off. Yeah. Every, every single day, every hour. <laughs> every hour. It was like 64-man uh, fields type yeah. stuff, smallish. But I, I think it was, was Brent, it Ivan that was? Ivan Liao was in there a lot. He was the one that they were mostly centered around. Allegedly lost Tons. Tons. This this is where we um, circle this back to the whole Bryn thing. Bryn, Bryn thing. He's the one that had had these going every day. I th well, I don't I don't remember how much of it wasn't he was covering. The, wasn't he covering the guarantees for these for, things? Well, no, no, no. That was way before. That was when they very first initiated high stake tournaments. Oh, okay. But it probably did lead into this. Yeah, yeah maybe uh, some satellites here and there to these tournaments. It, it, there it, were ways yeah. to, to I don't know like, if Ivan was one of the guys that he brought in or not, but like once there was somebody to run the game around, the game ran nonstop. Yeah, Kruk was in there a bit too. So first things first, he basically starts the timeline with when COVID hit, we were playing an insane amount of buy-ins. I'm sorry I'm not buying it. Like If, if he made the conscious decision to multi-account in order to up his ROI... I highly doubt that he waited until after those 25Ks were weaning down, right? Like that truly, we'll, we'll never really realize it unless everybody who is in that pool finally like, or not finally, but like chooses to go on public platforms and speak about like how insane the gamble was at that time. But it was one of the highest EV spots that we've ever seen in high stakes poker. Yeah, it was honestly kind of just a blur to everyone that was not in that community. Right, like, we, we weren't privy to it. We just knew it was happening. And like we'd hear these grumblings about like, you know, some, some high stakes VIPs who are losing a lot. But we had no idea at the, 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 the velocity that the, the, these things were flying, right? Dude, people won and lost like millions of dollars in days. Days, yeah, for sure. And, you know, whenever we're able to zoom out and look at that whole time frame, some, some real wealth was created out of it, yeah, right? people won millions. Or at least some real wealth was added to the, to the pile. <laughs> yeah, it's not the millionaire maker for them. It's the millionaire extender. Right. So if we, <laughs> if we believe his timeline, uh, it immediately downplays what happened, right? Because, uh, yes, there was a ton of action taking place during COVID, but probably slightly less than right before COVID. Right, like, don't get me wrong. It amped into COVID, but it was a lot more five Ks. Uh, it was a lot of like you know regular field events, like hundred plus mans and, and things of that nature. You could get six figure plus buy ins every day. Yeah, alone as one account for sure. So now m multiply that. Right, and here's <laughs> here's where it gets really uh, fucked up because like he's just making it 
you know, he basically just on the surface said like, yeah, I chose to multi-account and that was unfair to uh, some people that weren't doing it. But he's not getting into the details of what multi-accounting actually means in these small fields, right? So not only if, if uh, Ali has an ROI, which we assume he does, has a positive ROI in these fields, not only does it uh, compound that because now he has that same ROI over multiple bullets and multiple accounts, but it's impossible for him not to card share. It's sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Mama Joe just said your sweatshirt says the hardest twerker. What is wrong with you, man? Honestly, <laughs> what is wrong with you? Like, is there ever a worse time for a Conrad bullshit? It does look like hardest twerker. I don't care. <laughs> I just don't care. Like, bring it up at the end of the show when it's time to interject some humor. Christ almighty. Yeah, Get out myself. Please help yourself. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, like point being, it's not that the ROI is even the same, right? It increases when you have more information. Well, it's impossible. Yes. It's impossible not to card share because you have both accounts in front of you. And you have your own brain. <laughs> and it's impossible for them not to be seated at the same table at times. And we also don't know the degree to which he was multi-accounting. Are we talking two accounts? Are we talking 10 accounts? Right? And these are 64 person fields. At most. So if he has six accounts, he's 10% yeah, of the field. It's like, right. it's, it was, it was sub 100 for sure. For sure. Right. Um, and, and I think this is why everybody condemned Bryn, Bryn so much. And we probably didn't put enough emphasis on it. The fact that, you know, there was allegations that he had multiple accounts and that he was utilizing VIPs uh, to, to use their account and things like that. It's ridiculously terrible in small fields like when we go back the whole way to bonomo back in the in the party stars full tilt days where he was uh, i don't even it might not even been full tilt it might have been pre previous to he that multi sit and goes right uh i thought they were mtt's i thought they were mtt's, MTTs. if they were sit and goes then it's just as bad right if they were mtt's those pools were at least big right so it's still still awful. bad still it's bad. awful it's inexcusable nobody's gonna ever give him a blatant pass for this yeah it's not like you just get to be like oh this didn't happen like no no right but the larger the field the less effective the multi-accounting will be as far as bottom line goes yeah that's number one number two um there's a huge difference between like 2005 and 2022 sure. 2021 2020 2019 whatever the the buy-ins are very different what we know about the game is very different the way we're able to apply the information is very different the tools are different the edge is just so much more significant now than it would have been back then and i'm not trying to compare apples to apples like uh basically you know bottomo is his own like subset of what happened you know whether or not a penance was paid uh, is up to each individual to decide. Yeah, who knows, right? It's right. not like you get to wipe this from the the records of the public. Right. Point being, though, is I think Justin has been an upstanding member of the community for many, many, many years and would never, under any circumstance, do this stuff now that we are more educated and able to weaponize the information a lot better. Probably not. Um, Man, it just sounds like we're giving him a pass. Sorry, I'm not trying to tangent off, but why are we giving... Justin a pass and not Ali. Well, mean, because he spent a decade in exile on, on online poker. So he didn't play for 10 years? I mean, he basically was like wiped from online poker, or at least from stars anyway, uh, in the early 2000s, like pre-Black Friday. Hmm. Um, I just, I don't even know about this time frame. This was before me. Yeah, and it, it was also a time where it's just like the, 
like of course it's bad but there would you, you just like wouldn't inherently understand what it was like to be playing back then because we we were so ignorant to everything we're also just saying this from a community standpoint because if ali wanted to play wsop events i'm pretty sure he can he can right so he's self-banning in some regards you see what I'm saying? Like, he's not going to go play... He's not playing 250Ks this year because he feels like he doesn't want to be there. Or Maybe. Whatever. But he could... He has the option to play them. Well, sure. that's because he feels like he'll get torched by fucking Dan Smith when he sits down. Yeah, and, but that's part of the punishment that you get for doing what you did. Well, yeah, I mean, I think him being ostracized is for sure completely reasonable. Um, and, and yeah, like, you know, dating it back to, like, the early 2000s with, with Justin... It was so wild, wild west, and we were all so fucking clueless as to what was or was not egregious. Like, sure, I mean, he was gaining an unfair edge by multi-accounting, but, like, we could never weaponize that information the way you could now. And that's the difference. Like, he could have made hundreds, maybe thousands of dollars doing it. Ali could make hundreds of thousands or millions doing it. So the scale is so different that I think the punishment is obviously going to be very different. Scale is different, but it's also very new, right? The Ali stuff is newer and re more recent. Well, I think, no. I, 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 I think what we know now is why, why it's easy for people who weren't around in the early 2000s to overly scrutinize Bonomo. No, because was, we know how egregious it is now. What was that like when Justin got caught doing it? It wasn't that big of a deal. Really? I mean, you know, people who were in the community were just like, this is really fucked up. And we're taking the worst of it, but none of us could calculate by, to what degree, to what magnitude. Everybody had a story of taking over an account at some point because nobody fucking knew any better back then. Like, you know, you can know that something is inherently bad and not know to the degree at which it's harmful to uh, the people that you're playing against, the community as a whole, you know, whatever, like that it's actually stealing. I, I think that those two things can be separated back whenever everybody's ignorant. But no one's ignorant now. We know. I get Everybody's it. so insanely educated now. Think about it in, the crypto, in crypto terms, right? In 10 years from now, we're going to look at everybody who built up these uh, NFT rugs. Like rugs, rugs and stuff. we're going to look at them and we're going to think that they're the scum of the fucking earth. But now in current time frame or, you know, a couple of years ago when it was hot, we just kind of like accepted as part of the risk of being a part of the NFT communities. I see what you're saying, and it's hard to retroactively go back and punish for former things yeah. over a certain amount of time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do get it, though. Like, if someone were to give Justin shit today, like you're allowed, like you're <laughs> allowed to, right? Like, you did these things. It's not like you get passes for your for future act or past actions. Right. Like I said, uh, Lee, Lee just uh, left a comment, too. He said, I was the card room manager back when Justin was 86. I don't remember the length of time, but it was definitely for a meaningful amount. So, like, you know, to some degree, he did pay his penance, and currently, Ali is paying his. Well, Ali likes to think that his penance is now over. Right. So, that can, <laughs> I guess, uh, carry us forward then into the, the next point where, uh, you know, he, alongside that admission, said that Gigi confiscated, like, $300,000 of his. 320. 360. Yeah, sorry, that. 360. Yeah. Um, and basically said that, uh, you know, they accused him of both multi-accounting and I can't remember. Did, is that the next clip that's coming up or no? Uh, the second one is him actually admitting to cheating a second time. Oh, okay, okay. So prior to getting into that, let me, let me <laughs> put a bow on this. Uh, he said that it was because of multi-accounting. I can't recall what else, but it doesn't really matter. Basically, he was denying that he ever RTA'd. 
Um, and that is a bit of a weird take. Uh, do we have a clip of that as well? Of him talking about his RTA? Yeah. Yeah, we do. But let's roll into that one. RTA that people claim I was using, um, I don't think people actually understand what RTA really means and like how, like how hard it is to RTA NFTs. Say I built an RTA and ran thousands and thousands of sims to use to try and play perfectly online. Those sims would assume everybody's the same stack, which in actuality NFTs, there are constant varying stack sizes. It's literally impossible for me to build an RTA where I just have all these post off spots ran for the hundreds of thousands of unique situations that could even come up so it ends up just being impossible to run like uh, to have to like create like a real rta for ftts i mean you could make one but it's not gonna be good it's it's gonna and it's gonna take a lot of time cap yeah bullshit total bullshit so <laughs> uh so, this is actually very insulting uh, it's it's laughable because he used very specific language here honestly like this is an open invite too by the way if ollie wants to come on the show i would love to like just sit down and go back and forth on some of these allegations, on a lot of other uh, underlying points that I think we have all heard grumblings about, maybe bring up some of the questions that he selectively chose to answer in a very skirting the, the real question kind of way. But with regards to this RTA, he very specifically said the type of RTA that people are accusing me of. All right, like, first of all, let's talk about it. We, it's a blanket statement we think you RTA, period. I don't give a fuck what type of RTA it was. We yeah. just all very much have some sort of soft confirmation that RTA had been utilized. Let's just, and also let's just preface, uh, there's a clip in there. I don't know if, I, don't, probably, I think we don't have it, but he talks about a lot of high stakes pros using preflop charts during MTTs right. and kind of accepting that to be a spot. Right. This is, this is, yeah, this is when he was referring. Banned. Yeah. Banned. So they accused him of. Uh, Munker. Uh, RTA and multi-accounting. Those were the two things that he was talking like about. Like using okay. preflop sims. Right. And and to be clear, um, RTA doesn't have to be the way that we envision it with what Fedor Cruz was doing, where he had a cold machine and was like, you know, pulling in all the data from the current game that he was playing and running it through a lookup and getting a spat out uh, an answer, right? It can be much simpler. We've, we've kind of like come across enough interfaces... There's enough in the public realm between like GTO Wizard and a lot of these other lookup databases where we can see that publicly there is a method to getting instant information. Yeah. yeah. And that, now it's on them to ensure that it can't be used as that sort of tool. But all you need to understand is that anything that is public now has been private for years. Yep. Period. And I guess I can, we can also say. Like Ali is making the statement of if you used, call it Monker Pre plus G, which he didn't use Wizard. He is probably something better. Yeah. But if he used like GTO Wizard for post flop, he would not consider that RTA that he was being accused of. Right. But doing that is stealing so much EV. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So here, here's the thing it, it simply boils down to this. He's basically saying stacks are variable, yada, yada, yada. Okay. Yeah. Sure. That's true. And then he said, uh, you know, depending on how many players are left in the field, your strategy just changes dramatically. It's like, yes, that's also true. But guess what? We already have lookup databases that account for these things. And they work pretty well. They work they, they work well enough to gain an edge. Like, you're not going to beat the machine. You see Lojack Big Blind 20, you're going to get fucked by the machine. Right. So, so just 
even though he's claiming like he wasn't RTAing in the traditional sense of like having a cold machine running spots, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. If he had pre-run Munker charts for when a third of the field is gone, for when half of the field is gone, for when two thirds of the right, these are available publicly. As Currently, well. they're available publicly. They for sure have been private for years. Yeah, there's no shot in hell. The best players in the world who are winning high rollers at the clip that guys like Ali and Ike and Jay Kuhn and all these other great players, there's no way that they are just coming into this information as GTO Wizard releases it's it. It's a trickle-down effect. Right, like of the course. The best in the world are going to have it first, and then next people... Of course. The people who are elite that are at the top of this game are the ones that are trend-setting and developing the strategies before they ever go public. Yep. And that's true in all realms. Yeah, it's not just right? poker. Right. Like... Find me content out there on Thousand Big Blind Poker. Find it anywhere. Find me Sims. Is there anywhere? No. No. Am I running Sims or Thousand Big Blinds? Every fucking day, right? All I'm studying is poker between 500 and Thousand Big Blind. It's available, man. The 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 machinery, the the tech, it's all out there. Right. It's just a matter of running it. Like the computer software is available. To right. Do Right. It's not a common game that's spread, so it doesn't make sense for commercial use to pump that stuff out. But for sure, people who are fucking spending all of their time in these environments are spending their time focusing on what matters most. Yep. And that was certainly going to be true of these high rollers whenever it came to preflop sims factoring in ICM. Yeah. So him claiming that he didn't RTA because LOL, it's not a chip EV model machine. isn't going to work is so fucking crazy to me it basically made like reduces everybody in the community as a whole saying oh i didn't have perfect rta right i don't have the exact dream machine right and and look i'm not even out here saying that like we know for a fact that this is what's happening but gg banned him saying that, that he was using rta and he's trying to dismiss it saying like i just had munker charts open it's like okay well if those munker charts were taking icm into consideration and you have different munker charts for Final table, two tables, three tables, four tables, whatever. Man, you have no idea how <laughs> fucking hard this game is as a whole, let of alone course. having these answers, two tables left where all the money is. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it's insane. And, and on top of that, it's, it's like, how much post-flop are you playing even, I you mean, know? you're playing a bunch, but you still have the answers. No, right. You you're, you're, you're playing a bunch, of course, but my whole point is that, like, SPRs are going to be incredibly low. And playing preflop perfectly is going to be worth so much EV. <laughs> He's basically saying, yeah, I did bad things, but was it really that bad? Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, it yes, was. It was. It was It was that bad. And then he did it again. Right. So he bookended... Come on, bro! He bookended the video. <laughs> Mamma mia. 20, 28 minutes. 28 minutes. <laughs> the first 30 seconds, he admits to multi-accounting. And then the last 30 seconds... He just admits to fucking multi-accounting again. <laughs> um, yeah, a little after the World Series, like came out for the World Series. I played the World Series, but not much. I mostly just lay reg stuff. Uh, lay reg, but yeah, uh, the World Series ends, and you know I'm, st I'm still in a really bad place. And uh, I lashed out, and for a little under two months, I played online again, mostly Sundays, where I did multi again. Um, yeah, I'm just being honest. It felt like I was being accused of so much shit I wasn't doing, and the shit I worked hardest at. Um, like poker, like just sports. This is my life. I wasn't gonna be able to drive. wasn't gonna be able to drive me much more income anymore because I, I just, I just hated playing live poker anymore. Like I just didn't want to be there. Uh, so I lashed out again and like, I played. I think roughly six Sundays, 
where I did multi to give myself, you know, a revenue stream in poker again. And yeah, I knew it was a mistake. I don't have any excuses for it. I'm not proud of it. But yeah, I did it for a short period. And then he said that so flippantly flippantly yeah Fucking and, and we, we we cut out the best part where you cut away just before the best part where he said and you know i had a friend reach out to me and he said <laughs> i thought that was the cringiest so i was like i'll take that out well that's the win man <laughs> that's the fucking win it's just like the inner you know, voice i had a friend reach out and he said don't become oh, what they're yeah. accusing you of it's like <laughs> don't become it you are it. You're an embodiment of it. This guy. You merely adopted the doc. <laughs> I was born in it. <laughs> I love that. I love that fucking. <laughs> Come on, bro. What, what, is, what are we talking about, bro? Mamma mia. <laughs> we got the full fucking confession. Put this guy in jail. Throw away the key. You're, you're out. Be this man. Yeah, you're, you're just fucking out. Like. What is going on? You, you didn't like live poker anymore or you got banned from every fucking venue oh except God. the World Series? Literally the only place he's still allowed to play yeah. is the World Series. And please, WSOP, if you're listening, take this goddamn confession for what it is and ban him. Bro literally Very said hard. he got conf confessed on GG like a partnered site with WSOP. And it's like not doing something that would be ridiculous. It's in insane. My it's just in, this is such a spit in the face to everybody. Like so, okay. Here's here's the timeline, right? Let's just lay this all out. <laughs> good clip over the last good clip material here. Yeah, over the last three years, started multi accounting when the high stakes volume online was at max peak. COVID, yeah. Inf one infinite amount of money, and then suddenly one day just decided to no longer multi account. Okay, bro, we we believe you. Or you got banned from the site that had all the volume whatever then everything comes out all the accusations are levied he very quickly is uh kicked out of pretty much every live tour and is banned across online sites worldwide right then tries to play live poker at the world series last year has an awful experience because people want him ostracized from the community is upset that he can no longer earn money the way he's earned money for the last half decade plus, and does what? Cheats again. Starts to, starts to multi-account again. And we're supposed to believe that it was only six sessions because he was looking for another revenue stream and that suddenly he either won enough money to quit or the inner voice came from out of nowhere and was just like, you know what, you don't need money. A seraph has appeared and said, Ali, do not be what they say you are. Right. So it's like, we heard about him multi-accounting on ACR again somewhere earlier this year. And now we're supposed to believe that that only lasted for a short period of time and that everything got cleaned up again. Man, it, it, it just in the sense of like, oh, I knew it was bad and like I did it and it sucks. You know, it's like, okay, get that. At the same time, you are going to get flamed for this. There's no remorse in this video. Did you hear the tone by which he said he started cheating again yeah, I did a it. few weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah, I have no excuses for it. I just wanted money, you know? Oh, and in the middle of this entire timeline, I can't believe I left this out. In the middle of this entire wait, timeline... there's more. Ali <laughs> Imsirovic, who doesn't really even understand the rules of chess, was playing a bunch of people who are good while using Stockfish for no money monetary gain. It was just for sheer cheating. Yeah, this was a good story. Cheat just to cheat. <laughs> Like what? The stockfish legend. What is going on? This is absolutely insane. The guy is is I think he's 
I'm not positive of the the end end of this story, but I think he's banned from chess.com. <laughs> That would be very funny if he was. Like, what is going on? I mean, this guy's a sociopath. Uh, it's wild, man. It's just, it's just in the sense of you. These actions have consequences, right? To think you can just like walk back in, like, oh, it's okay. Like, we forgive you. We've all done bad things. Like, yeah, of course, people have done bad things, and not everyone, not everyone's perfect, right? People have done things they're not proud of, but then it comes from the sense of to what scale, right? And yeah. how it, how it affects like that community. Like, people shoplift all the time. You know, it's not the same as. Grand larceny, if well, you shop, will. Shoplifting is legal in California. Sure. Um, what's what's about to say? Oh, so where is he banned from that we know? Because uh, I've, I'm well. We, there's no public confirmation of anything because that's not the way that these operators work. Yeah, there's only two places that I think he's banned. GG. No. Okay. And uh, try it. Okay, he's he got turned away from EPT, so that's confirmed. Yeah. Uh, Triton is mainly confirmed. Like, mm -hmm. uh, we're pretty positive of that. Pretty positive of GG. Pretty positive of Stars. Pretty positive of um, ACR. Uh, I've heard that, you know, from from some of the pros there and everything, they're hyper vigilant about uh, banning Ali in any multi accounts that he may have, which may be the impetus of this video of like look i tried to cheat again and it didn't work <laughs> or it didn't work long enough and i need to make money again i really enjoy coaching and i'm about to launch my training site i don't fucking know um we are less confident about wpt i don't know if they have banned him we know for a fact poker goes the only one that publicly stated these guys are banned indefinitely yeah so jake and ollie are indefinitely banned from poker go we know that for for a fact um and honestly i don't know how it hasn't carried over to wsop poker go is their production company gg is their partner in running this right. and somehow and he's banned way, from both of them right jake the snake is at the final table yeah every fucking year this guy is just like there still making money man it is man it, it's it's so it's it's just crazy it's Dude, you got to have next level balls to show up these tournaments and not expect to get flamed like well, i don't think they care right it's just should How bro, do you it's not? all about money this is just from day one this was just a play for money man he's just it, it not to take it away in the sense of like call it skill level because there are some people that call it do cheat in that way and then they play live and they're not as good yeah ali won everything on poker go yeah like he's, he's a, very good he is one of the best poker players of this time yeah and still did all of these things well, yeah, I mean, well, because you could be the best in just a hyper volatile environment against other people who are the best and only be making like five to eight percent. Yeah. Now, imagine if you cheat and you can triple that ROI. It's not like, a lot less volatility. It's just not like he was only winning online because of these things. Like he was just literally beating everybody in every spot, every node, doing everything correct. Like literally one of the best MTD players of this time. Yeah. And still having to find the way to like main call it, get revenue streams. So it's like, dude, if you just like played like normal poker and just like did what you normal people would do. You're still going to make money. You're yeah. Be he fine. would make money, but there'd be so much more risk. And the big thing with risk is that it requires a lot of capital, man. It's almost like, so think of, think about the timeline, man. If we go back to like late 2019, Ali had just won player of the year, uh, for poker go, I believe. Yeah. And he was like in year two of his high roller career. So he probably had decent wealth, but he was also probably like 
largely backed or selling in those events. Yeah. And, you know, let's say he had a couple million to his name, mm-hmm. maybe even less. Who knows? And now all of a sudden this run of 25 case comes up where you're going to need like 10 million in liquidity to play it effectively. Even that is not great. Right. So now imagine that you have a, you have a financier who's willing to skirt the rules a bit and say like, let's, let's pump in volume. And you know, as we run it up, you can keep taking more and more and more of yourself. Right. Right. That's how you reach generational, generational wealth. That's GW. Yeah. You find a a black swan event where a guy's going to dust off, you know, 20 million and you get the lion's share of it, man. Do you, at what point do you think uh, part of it was like, comes from a sense of entitlement of I'm so much better than everybody. I deserve all of your money. You heard what he said in the video. Everyone else was doing it. I was just trying to combat against what everyone else was doing. And like, we just know that that's not true. I know. I'm sure there were other people like call it cheating and doing nefarious things at the same time, then calling, calling it like becoming the vigilante of justice and then start doing it yourself to combat them. Not the right answer because like it's a scary it's a scary direction for for specifically (laughs) online to take because then it just becomes dog eat dog until it rests upon everybody's trying to become the best bot bro thinks he's like the punisher of the mtt community but in this instance there are people that are just playing these 25k straight right like adamo was one of these people just playing the 25k straight yeah so that's that's the that's the thing that we should probably wrap this on and where I would like to extend the invite to Ali because I have a lot of questions. For a man who claims his career was completely derailed and his image is completely tarnished by false accusations uh, by the community at large, he had a lot to say about his accusers. And he went on to basically say without naming names uh, what they were also guilty. Do we have that clip? What's the role? Um, for some of the main accusers, a lot of you don't even have your own house in order. Once again, I'm not here to call anybody out and try to defer any attention away from me because I'm, I'm here admitting what I did. I want to own up to my mistakes, but one of the main accusers, I guess maybe multiple, but um, one of the main accusers has had a chip EV RTA since 2018 or 2019 and plays the highest stakes. One of them is banned from multiple sites for multi-ing. Um, <clears throat> one of them uh, multi stars for years, um, and one of them was multiing 5K Synagogues for a while uh, back in the day, and is somehow now thought of as a respected figure in poker. So once again, like I'm not saying any names, I'm not calling anybody out, uh, but yeah, like I don't know, like like a lot of people could have accused me of my multiing stuff, and I would have accepted it, but some of these guys are some of the biggest cheats. Okay. <laughs> why what uh, all right first of all you're exactly trying to uh, skirt 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 the attention away from yourself after you put out a 30 minute video putting the attention on yourself but why not name names like no one had any hesitation in naming names with you you know why why if you have all this dirt why not name names right yeah why imply <clears throat> that high stakes poker is dirty and not just confirm it also, at the same time, this does not do what you think it does. No. You know, it, A, it makes it worse, and B, it looks like you're not taking accountability, right? By saying, yeah. oh, this stuff happened, but there are also others. It's like, dude, if you're making a video about you doing something that you fucked up, 
take accountability and say you fucked up and it doesn't matter about anybody else of course of course like it's listen, your house ev everybody uh, <laughs> everybody who's put into this situation should just like before they ever say a word publicly should spend some time reading extreme ownership by jocko willick and, and, get, it's a, just and like, get a pr rep yeah it's, yes and also get a pr rep but it's just like understanding that like if you're going to go the route of i'm going to admit my flaws and i'm going to take responsibility for it then just do that right don't add all these caveats as to why or justifications as to why what you did was understandable at the time and why uh all these other people are quite guilty as well you know it's it doesn't make any sense and it also makes zero sense to spend two years banished from the community based off of not necessarily hearsay because we have a lot of confirmation through the operators but based off of what started as uh you know uh, yeah a long time coming where we had known for a while that nefarious shit was going on but no one wanted to speculate publicly now he just does exactly the same thing speculating without putting any names out there why well why not exact your revenge because like you're clearly not really actually remorseful for what you had done you literally cheated like a couple months ago and what a touch to add the awards and the trophies in the back too uh, why is the camera out of focus too like everything about this video <laughs> is so bothersome to me and, and like uh, honestly like the balls that his wife is now a poker vlogger is just like <laughs> come on guys like we can't let this fly with, can we with the team i'm a serviac fucking jackets for the tag yeah, team like, <laughs> come the fuck on with this shit team man i'm a like, cheating <laughs> Look, you're you're not gonna you're not gonna reemerge in the poker community the as like a coach here. and a vlogger <laughs> and a, a a mindset guru. These aren't the like, villains that we want to have. Like yeah. you're just fucking out. You're not gonna make money from us anymore. It it just it can't function that way when you're such an egregious bad actor and openly talk about it. Yeah, I mean, who knows when it comes to the whole like uh, apology tour, this that whatever, but. There are certainly things he can maybe try to do to try to get the PR rep stuff back. Not now. Tough now, you know? I mean, at least also, there was some uh, shadow of a doubt prior to yesterday. The whole, uh, <laughs> whole St. Jude giving uh, money for oh, charity. Oh, man, we forgot about that. Oh, I didn't forget, baby. <laughs> well, he didn't give them any money because he, he didn't, didn't win anything. And he didn't play, really play them, yeah. No, He's yeah. Like, anything 25K plus, I'll give money to you and like, didn't really play much. Right. So then ultimately, what is the motive? What do you think? I think, I think he was just mad. Is he trying to get back in the good graces? Like, I don't understand what I, I the think motive the, is. I think there's a handful of things going on. I think, one, he wants his wife to take less flack when she sits down at the table, and yeah. he wants her to have an opportunity to actually be an upstanding member of the community. But it's like... Who's going to dunk on his wife? Everybody. Everybody. I've thought about it. That's stupid. Everybody. I've literally thought about it. It's definitely not stupid. It's it not is at all. stupid. No, what, what does she have to do with him cheating? Why Probably is she getting dunked on? Yeah. I mean, probably a lot. It's pretty unlikely that she just learned poker in the the up and up kind of way. And not only that, like when that's your significant other. Like you know, when you do something, they do something. You're yeah, tied, you're no, tied together, man. I'm, yeah, when Conrad does some shit, team. I take the blame for it. One hundred percent, my significant other, sidekick. <laughs> <laughs> I well, I take I lean on Guapo's side. At the same time, I understand why people. I don't think give. she should be harassed. Yeah. But that's, like, of course not. No, I'm not saying she should be harassed, but she's going to take the same bullshit that he would take if he sat at the table. Absolutely. And I think that's unjust. How's your cheating husband doing? Do you, <laughs> do you think that there's any probability that when she was coming up through the online streets that her accounts have been banned? I think it's absolutely possible, but 
without knowing for sure, it seems really fucked up to just go after her. Well, I guess my point is I wouldn't lay off one of Men the Master's underlings. Yeah. And I don't think this is any different, right? Like, she's just learned through the tutelage of Ali. Dude, do you know how much much shit Matt got for when, like, I quit Perkins? Which wasn't deserved on his side. You know how much shit other people got when I quit? No, like, you can give me shit all you want, but, like... People just find ways to uh, like attack the people close to you. Well, you attach yourself to someone. Right? Yeah. I mean, like that's her husband. She's 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 hard uh, vouching for this guy. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, of course you're gonna take the same pushback, especially when he's not there to take it himself. Yeah. So ultimately, back to my question, like, right. what, what do you think he's gonna get out of this? I, like, what I do you think, think he I think thinks? he's trying to soften her entrance into into poker and hope that she gets welcomed, and that's just not gonna. Fucking I think it's happen. gonna be the opposite. Right. This it's, is gonna be the, uh, completely make everything agree. worse. Completely, wholeheartedly agree with you, Conrad. I think like her being welcomed into the space is a near zero. Uh, yeah. She's I a- think secondly, he's trying to find streams of revenue <laughs> to keep himself afloat. Like, I don't know how true it is. There's a lot of speculation that he's not doing all that well financially. Um, you know, he talked about redistributing his horses out to other other stakings uh, or other backing stables, deals and yeah. stables and stuff like that. I don't think it was the. Uh, I, I, it's not the good graces. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Think, I don't think he did it out of the goodness of his heart. It seems as though there's a chance that that was because he's in financial struggle. Um, but maybe not. Maybe he was just trying to relocate them but you know he didn't for the last two years so that seems a little bit convenient i would say um and like as an aside to that i think he's probably trying to prop himself up as a potential coach or he did say he loves coaching yeah many times (laughs) and he did just crowdsource like people to that's that that's why people were accusing him of starting a stable for multi-accounting again well a there was like some evidence that he had been doing it on on uh ACR, but B, out of nowhere, he just says, like, I'm looking for a dozen people to coach. And it's just like, or you're looking for a dozen new accounts, you know? So, <laughs> um, you know, he, he poo pooed those rumors, but whether he's coaching them on the up and up or he's coaching them in, in order to get access to a passive way, of yeah, like, whatever. We'll never know. And honestly, it's not that matter. big of a deal. Uh, the whole point is, like, the video was very selfishly motivated it did not do what he intended it to do no and and like the tone and just the way that he put the message out it's abundantly clear that he had selfish motives bro literally just went live and recorded and said stuff wasn't well thought out was not well thought out. it is really good content for us though yeah but when you pull it apart and actually just eliminate you know 22 of the 28 minutes you basically have him saying i multi-accounted then having him say I didn't rubberneck Paul Fua's cards because he's not good enough for me to actually look at when he's in a hand, in spite of the fact that there's video evidence of me looking in his direction, and then I wear sunglasses the next day. Followed by, I multi-accounted again. Like, those are the three big takeaways. Everything that falls in between there is just, like, a bunch of deflection of, like, I've been good to my horses. I've never made them sell me their accounts deep in events. I've I, There were three times where somebody won something, and I wasn't available to to ghost them, so I definitely wasn't ghosting, and I certainly... <laughs> I certainly don't have somebody in the background who manages my stable who may have ghosted them at the final tables. That, that 22 minutes could have literally been one minute. Well, we just it, wrapped it up in one minute. So uh, I have a lot of questions. I hope if he doesn't choose to come on this platform, he does go on someone like Doug's. 
you know, maybe uh, I, I can I can hit him up and give him a few questions that I think are pretty pointed. Or just be on there with him too. No, 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 that <laughs> won't happen. But, uh, in any event, that's going to do it for us today. We got a lot of poker to play. We're going to be back here tomorrow, 10.30 a.m. We'll see if there's any follow-ups to uh, this story as well as all the things that are going on at the WSOP. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We appreciate you. We'll see you all tomorrow.